click go on my audio recording device. It's going now. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Okay. Perfect. Robbie, you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Do fine. I look quite gormless sometimes? Because when I'm doing stuff, I'm sort of like, I'm not, I can't see myself, and I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm a lot looking at that. <laughs> no, can't you see yourself? Well, you know, because like stuff, you know, if I open my voice recorder, it comes across this. Oh, across my, my pictures, the things are. And so and then I just sort of catch myself looking up like that. Now, the only thing I'm aware of now, uh, Robert, yourself, is that you have to lean forward for the, for the recording <laughs> thing. Since you said that, I'm, I'm constantly noticing it. <laughs> but you do, you see, you do do this anyway. If we were sat together, Demo, okay, Rob would yeah. be further down where that where that blue chair is. Yeah. But that's the blue that's the blue chair that sometimes just goes down on its own, by the way. And so Rob would be sat there, yeah. and I would be sat where Rob is now and we'd be kind of there so but Rob you do that is how you are isn't it is you yeah are. but I, I've been saying to Demo that my head's not actually this big it's only about <laughs> the same size as yours it's just that <laughs> I lean forward so it's not actual yeah, look, size look. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah look look it looks virtually normal now look I should sit like that Right. Anyway. What is the what is the uh, what is the audio version of the eagle-eyed? You know that phrase, the eagle-eyed. What is the audio version of that? Oh God, the ostrich-eared. <laughs> I'm not sure ostriches are famed for it. No. What's got a good ear? Uh, bats have got big ears compared to their head. Okay. Yeah. The, for the bat-eared. Uh, bat-eared you, do. Yeah, I reckon there are bat-eared people who may have spotted that there is an, a for. Uh, Another occasion, there is a third voice that's on this podcast. Right. Uh, oh, by the way, I've started the podcast. I think right, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I was about Do we to need tell a you about board? I have a clapperboard. <laughs> One sec. All right. Quiet on the set. There we go. All right. Clapperboard. Uh, that's going to fall over if I put it back where it came from. Right, okay. <clears throat> We've started the podcast. But there is a third person again on our podcast. Uh, it is Damo. Who say hello, Damo? Hello, folks. Hello, hello that, Chris. Demo. Hello, Rob. That that will be the last time I instruct you to speak. Okay, you, from now on, it has to be voluntarily. Uh, okay. You definitely are in work mode a bit there, aren't you? <laughs> I'm very so, good at uh, speaking without being instructed to. I have to say, <laughs> you've got, you got experience. Yeah, that, I do. I do. <laughs> so. Um, we we got him back on because it was so good last time. And um, a, a, a question for you is how how have the how has it been since you were on the the podcast? Is have you noticed people in the town are treating you differently? Oh, and you know it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think people could recognise you by your voice, but you know when you're just in the shops well, uh, buying a Mars <laughs> bar and somebody goes, "Hang on a second, yeah, are you Damo? You know, just deny it. It's unbelievable. They'll yeah. stop throwing things at you eventually. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it is. It's a bit crazy. I, I, I guess with lockdown, it was a bit easier, you know, to avoid people. But yeah, after a while, the fame does get you, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're. I mean, hopefully, after this one, it'll settle down a bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So we're back. We're back. And uh, I got a. Uh, Often it's Rob who starts with a news story, but I want to go straight in with a news story. I saw right. a Florida man story. A man has blown up his house because he tried to microwave a microwave. <laughs> Stuck a microwave oven inside his microwave oven. Boom, gone. Microwave and, and uh, Now, he wasn't arrested for it. Okay, guess why? Right. 
Guess, uh, guess why he wasn't arrested. Well, what he does in, in his privacy of his own house is his business, surely. <laughs> yep, that's right. And he died as well. That's the other oh, reason why he, uh, oh, he didn't get arrested. Strange things people have done, though. I've been reading about a guy who um, got some of that like glue that's like araldite that's two different things and you mix them together. Oh, like a... a, a, a I want to say something resin. Epoxy? Epoxy resin, know. yeah, is yeah. It, but it's, it's like glue that you have to mix and stuff. Mm. He got, he got these two, fashioned some sort of nozzle, and squirted it up his ass, <laughs> and and then it set in in the shape of his lower colon, but couldn't get it out. <laughs> no. So what did he do? <laughs> he had to go to hospital. Uh, we had to cut it out. Cut. Oh, cut it out. I mean, he sh- well, you know what he should have done? He should have put uh, like a, a lining of greaseproof paper. Grease poop. Poop paper. (laughs) (laughs) Grease proof poopa. I'm with you. Grease proof poofer. Yeah, no, it was the shape. It was the shape that had caused the problem because it goes around bends up there. So So it it went all the way round? Apparently so, yeah. Do you know when you say fashioned a nozzle, I'd have thought that the (sighs) glue would have come with its own nozzle. Uh, But I'm thinking because there are two of them. Uh, uh, then must, he must have sort of had them mixed somehow. There's not one point in this where the guy has thought, this is a bad idea, mm. but he's <laughs> continued and persevered to get this thing to, to work and not gone, this is not worth it. Well, this is it, you see. This is what reminded me with you microwave in a microwave. Uh, I also uh, saw a story, and it must have been The Guardian. It said, man 30. <laughs> well, it must have been The Guardian. <laughs> I just hope that he it's was always... able to hold his head high when he walked into the hospital by at least wearing a mask. You know, and there was no shame associated there, at least. Well, I tell you, when I when I went in with, uh, I'd got like a some sort of twisted or sort of bowel, and uh, they said to me, "Is there any chance that you've put anything up there?" Yeah, you, I remember you said this. Is there any chance? That has to be a standard <laughs> medical question, though. That, that has to be on forms these days, because these stories are everywhere. <laughs> I'm actually disappointed well, that I haven't seen somebody with something up there. <laughs> yes, that's right, yeah. They have, yeah, like, they're, this, they're, they we've have got to be one. as frequent as broken <laughs> arms at this stage. <laughs> well, another one I've seen is, it says, Man 30 has a whole fish removed from his rectum. After, sit- after sitting on it by accident. Was it a brown trout? <laughs> <laughs> but that is not an accident. And that you can't even say that. Like, oh, I'll just tell this story. They were, oh, you sat on by accident. No way. It's like, well, we the, were... This, it wasn't the only thing that's gone up there by accident. We were sort of thinking, how would you explain it? Because you'd have to say, well, I was walking round in the kitchen and I'd taken my trousers off and uh, there was a trout that was like sort of frozen I guess and uh, it was pointing upwards and as I got near it I fell over and it went up my arse yeah. you'd have to say something along yeah. those lines which would stretch credulity wouldn't it yeah the other thing that I've noticed about this is it's interesting what people use to try and retrieve it barbecue tongs are quite favourite what the yeah. Are... <laughs> yeah no chance the ones at the ones at the fireplace with the poker set, they they well, same kind of thing really. Well, that would work for the fish, of course. <laughs> what about a hook on the end of a string, and you 
<laughs> and then um, you win a, a teddy bear if you get. <laughs> I'm hearing those little guys from Toy Story now, the little aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so you've basically got men lined up with their asses aloft, um, and you're trying to hook a, a, a brown trout. Uh, out it comes. When you, it, we've got another winner here. That's it. That's, that's what Tell hospitals what. are like these days. This uh, sort of puts me in mind of one of the stars of our uh, episode today who's called Fanny Rowe. <laughs> now, which one was Fanny Rowe? She's, yeah, she's the old lady, isn't she? <laughs> yes, she is, yeah. That's what I discovered at the end. But it's not easy from the description of uh, at the end of the show to figure out who she is. Oh, yeah, for her, because they call her actress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. But yeah, but I, I wondered, is it because... I think one of them does mention, one of the main guys does mention that there's, you know, there's a lot of actors living in that area in the hope right. of getting yeah. a gig yes. in, in the West End. So, But yeah, it was a weird uh, description of her. Nosy old lady would have worked as well. But <laughs> yeah, although in no, fairness to her, she tries to help the woman upstairs, but we'll get to that. This is interesting because we have... This, this is probably one of the smoothest segues we've ever had. Well, the Fanny Row from Fanny Row to the to the the episode itself, it was, yeah. it was beautifully constructed. Silk, do yeah. Some may say, do you may shall we take this opportunity to do the music and then talk about the episode? Absolutely. Might as well. Let's do it. Okay, so welcome back, because um, it, it helps. As you, we alluded there, there was a, an opening scene of Theatre Town in London. Mm. Um, I did. Uh, I don't often do this, but I looked on the screen, Albany Theatre, I was like, right, I'm going to go and see what's going on there, What's because it's playing a... It's got a show called Pal Joey. That's yeah, that's on Pal there. Joey. Yeah, and, I looked uh, it up. I don't. I, I'm not into musicals, but uh, I see that it was made into a film, Pal Joey, starring Frank Sinatra at one point. Oh. Yeah, and because it, yeah. it's it sounds very gangstery. Mm. And yeah. uh, and then this, but this theatre is now called the Noel Coward Theatre. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's it looks to be fairly famous. Uh, like you know, just uh, it's closed at the minute because of the coronavirus but it's um it does shakespeare so there's that's cultural hour or mm. cultural five minutes on the podcast and cultural fans can look out for noel coward appearing later on in this episode absolutely yes noel to his friends noel yes <laughs> and so then we begin i guess but it's not we're not highlighting on the theater at this stage because we see the theater which sets our scene and then the camera swoops over to the apartment uh, next to it, the apartment yeah. block next to it. Now it starts off. Then, woman in the no, sorry, she's walking up the stairs. She's not in the flat. She's walking up the stairs. Mm. She looks a bit like Mrs. Mangle from Neighbours. I doesn't think. she just? She mm. has one of those things, doesn't she? About her, yeah. Oh, one of those old lady things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pepper pots. They call them in Monty Python, didn't they? Don't they? In their in their sort of thing. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> excuse me but she's pissed off 
Summit's pissing her off. She looks... And do you know what? I didn't know if I was hearing this right or whether it was just something else in the background, but it sounds like there was some shouting going on, but at a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is correct. But at the time when I first started watching this, I wasn't too sure if I was meant to hear that. And it was just. You thought it was outside your actual house, did you? <laughs> I did, because I didn't know. It's all kicking know. off here. I'm trying to watch Tales of the Unexpected. <laughs> On that, though, you know, and about being theatrical and cultural, hmm. what I wrote about those noises was voices off, because I think that's what we're writing. <laughs> You've written the screenplay as <laughs> interior day. <laughs> But then I wasn't sure I'd remember it, so I sort of crossed it out and put shouting upstairs. Which... <laughs> I've done that loads in here. I was like, I'll write that. It'll make sense to me at the time. And then I was like, I'm not entirely sure it will Like in, in an hour's time. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, she's pissed off from... The... Right, so she walks into her room then, goes into her room, and she's always looking upstairs, directly up the, at the ceiling area, mm. up there. She can still hear the noise, it's got louder. And then she decides to do something about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. fuck this, I'm going up there. I was thinking at this time she was the landlady or something like that. Yeah, though. definitely. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, she was the, the nosy landlady. Turned out not to be. She's just mm. an actress, as we Yeah, she, she does. A working actress. <laughs> <laughs> um... Right, so what happens next is she goes to the... Well, she goes upstairs and then we go into the room where Mm. she's on the other side of the door, right? What the argument is happening is a man and his wife, the man shouting at the wife, right? Now, I I see the the man, instantly recognise him, and and so I paused. I went to find his name and then I did a search and then I, I wrote this down. I know this man... He was in The Queen's Sister. And I okay. thought that's probably not the right way to have written that. But he was in a programme called The Queen's Sister. It's the way you've said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, uh, and, I, and then I wrote underneath that, who were. Uh, so anyway, he was in that, but he's also been in loads of stuff. Yeah, he, now, he was. Do you remember when we spoke about doing this episode, Damo, and you said there was an Irishman in it? But he, he's not yeah, an Irishman. He's man, not Irish he? at all. He's playing no, an Irishman. Yeah. And he, again, he kind of he's mastered the uh, the over exaggerated Irish accent at times. And yeah, and, and again, episode, I, I, I always notice the accent totally dropping. There's a few lines where he's been really serious, and it's just pure English. Loads, and, and yeah. I don't know if that was a mistake or whether it was like it's forgotten and mm. was trying to try. But I have I've have limited knowledge of uh, how would I how would I go about impressionising. No, that's the wrong word, isn't it? Doing an impression of an Irish accent, okay? Um, but that's how I would attempt it. Is this caricature? Yeah. But it's not yeah. right, is it? It doesn't sound quite right. Well, what, he's, uh, he, what he did in, uh, in The New Statesman was uh, he played a minister who would feign an English accent when in public to attract the working class vote. So mm. that's, that's probably a way for him to then get away with not being very good at it because he's playing an Englishman pretending to be an Irishman. Oh, right, OK. But, you know, later on, he has a conversation with another man and I swear, like, whole sentences were in clear-as-day English. Yeah, when, when, they, when they meet outside the theatre. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that. And I just thought, oh, when, is he... Is he pretending there? But no, he just goes back into it. It's w- but we'll come to that later, I suppose. Mm. 
Yeah. No, I, I recognised him from, uh, remember the John Cleese film Clockwise? He was yeah. the headmaster in that. Looking up IMDb, he was in absolutely everything. But he was also in Chicken Run. He was the. He was one of the, the voices old, in Chicken Run, yeah. The old rooster in Chicken Run. <laughs> yeah, and you'll see his face. Do you know what? Uh, you see his face and you go, yeah, I know that guy. I just yeah. couldn't, I can't pick what he was in, but you'll know him. There's no question. He wouldn't yeah, have been got somebody. Peter Egan disease. <laughs> he, totally, yeah. He, you wouldn't have gone, ah. Oh, He'd have been on like three, two, one, or he would have been in. He wouldn't have been on Generation Game, like doing a mm. bit. But he would have been, you know, he'd have been on somewhere else. Proper actor. A, a little bit happens here, but what I want to point out is: Did you notice the big poster in the background of this? I flat? did. For Greece, <laughs> but not the film. No, not the film. The country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's odd because it's not just like a nice visual. It's, I mean, it is, but then right underneath it, big black, uh, I don't know, aerial letters, Greece. <laughs> it looked just... like they like stole it from a new uh, travel agent. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking you know, a takeaway. Like... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of... Do... I find this quite an upsetting scene as it goes on. And obviously when you learn, you know, when you know what happens afterwards to that poor woman, I mean, it, the dynamic changes very quickly. She's shouting at him as well. And she's slamming yeah. down the utility bills. And you think for a couple of seconds, Oh, it's a nagging wife. Then you see the picture where he's been drinking away, you know, their, yes. their earnings. He's shoving her, he's insulting her. But the grease poster, when I thought about it, you know, it's weird. It actually reminded me of Shirley Valentine. Oh, God, yes! Who also has a poster uh, of of Greece on her wall, I believe. And, you know, it's a very similar atmosphere, similar scene. But obviously things work out a lot nicer yeah. for Shirley. No, you're uh, right. There is that little dingy flat woman. as well. That yeah. Di- yeah. That di- di- yeah, but this, so, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's It starts off immediately going to this room. And they're arguing. Mm. She she's talking about the fact that they he spent all the money on booze, yeah. so they can't play. Everything's getting final demands, right? Now, yeah, he, he then, or she, he's then he's given up on having an argument because he wants to go and find out a bottle. He walks over by the wall. That's where I spot the the, the grease poster. Yeah, <clears throat> and then so I'd taken my mind off a little bit about the seriousness of what was going on because I was thinking, where would you have bought that poster? I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have gone to W H Smiths and you know gone through the rack, you know that kind yeah. of, and then gone yeah A twelve and then gone down the, I love this A twelve and uh, a Beano please. But the, so anyway, he but what he's done is he's found a hidden bottle of wine in one of the mm. cabinets. Whiskey, but, isn't, it? isn't it? Isn't it whiskey? Oh, is it whiskey? It was whiskey, yeah. Oh, is it whiskey? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I thought it was wine. Right. But that might make sense a bit later than to something that... Right, it does actually, oh. yeah. Because I don't think you put water in wine, do you? You just... Water in whiskey is maybe... Well, Jesus did. Or, well, he did something <laughs> similar. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it is whiskey, yeah. It definitely playing totally into the, the Irish stereotype, <laughs> yeah. you know. Because every time there's an Irishman in this in Tales Unexpected, it's straight from the kind of uh, comic book comic yeah, casting of the Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. I was just I was just thinking how um, popular a wedding guest Jesus would be. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would be inviting him. You know, that's, that's probably how he sort of started his fame yeah, up to begin right. with. Yeah. yeah, magic tricks and catering all, all gone. <laughs> Yeah, he would be the perfect uh, guest to book, and you know, if you were on The Apprentice, 
and you were like, we need, you know, because they always kind of like, they, they come up with like having a mermaid. We need an actual mermaid. <laughs> Did you see, do you watch The Apprentice at all? I, I, I sometimes do, okay. yeah, yeah. There was this yeah. one where they were trying to plan a corporate party and they said it would be a good idea <laughs> if, we, if we had an actual mermaid. On the, on the point of mythical creatures, me and Elle have got a disagreement about the size of unicorns. I say, I say, size of a horse with a horn on. Yes. She reckons size of about a corgi or something like that with a horn on. I'm going with, it's definitely a horse shape. Yeah, I would have assumed so as well. Well, because there's an advert on at the moment with like cartoon ones, and she says, "Oh, look, a giant unicorn." I'm saying, "No, that's just, just, just an average size unicorn." <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I don't know because I'm thinking I've never once considered the size of a unicorn to be anything other than a horse with a horn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. said the bishop to the young actress. <laughs> there are just there are pictures of it all over, aren't? Well, no, not not all over, maybe, but there, there have been pictures drawn of this. Like there's Tom Cruise with one in some in Legend, is it that he made? I think he's oh, yeah. a poster yeah. poster in with a, a white one with a horn on it. Well, he's a bad scale to be judging it on. Now, <laughs> he's a very small man. In fact, there's one. I was going to say there's one in. <laughs> There's one in Harry Potter, but it, that was dead, and you can't see what size that was. Maybe mm. she's onto something. Well, in uh, in the uh, cartoon Wizards of Witches, Dungeons and Dragons, there's one there, and it's very. <laughs> Wait, small, there is now. Is there a cartoon called Wizards and Witches Dungeons and Dragons? Because that, or is this? Did that you was, just get it wrong? That was me stumbling over the <laughs> over the word. But that one's very small, isn't it? You see, so you know. Yeah, that I think that was purposely like a pony. That was like a pony, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well... she's all, she, we're also having this discussion at the moment as to whether magic's real, because Elle reckons it, that it is, and that people who can do it just don't know that they're magic and believe that they're doing something else which isn't magic. But she says there is stuff that she can't understand or explain, and therefore it could be they're unintentionally magic. Right. So it's people like Luke Skywalker before he, he realised he was a Jedi. Just, exactly. Well, yeah. Or Harry yeah. Potter before he was told, you're a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> so where we, where did we get to? Where did we get to? Okay, so he's she's smashed the bottle of whiskey. She takes the whiskey off him, throws it into yeah. the fireplace, smash. And then he says, he, he then gives a price to it. It's an yeah. odd price. It was £7.12. hours. Yeah. That's, yeah, I thought seven pounds was, was an expensive bottle of whiskey for 1982. Now it would be back then, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be yeah. what you'd be expecting them to be drinking if they were but in these. The, but maybe that's what's going to be in the financial difficulty. What's the twelve hours bit? It's oblivion. Twelve hours oblivion. That's what you get after drinking yeah. a bottle of wine, a uh, uh, whiskey. Yeah. Right. That makes more sense about it being whiskey and not wine now than as well. So you you have the enjoyment with your uh, non-alcoholic brew dog, but you don't get the twelve hours of oblivion. No, that's right, and we of course we all look forward to that bit the most, right? <laughs> okay, so um, he there's somebody knocking on the door, and then he says, "Mrs. Mangle." Yes, it's Mrs. Mangle because we know that because we saw her arriving at the door, and then he says uh, something about her being. A red coming off. What was that? He says perhaps they've come to cut something off, which yeah. uh, 
I, I was thinking Dublo and Tondra, is it going that way? But, but then he just sort of turns a bit vicious and says, I hope it's your head or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. But I did, I did like... giving the wife snide remarks and, yeah, he's, he's, he's quickly turned into not a very nice fellow, but, yeah. Yeah, we automatically hate this guy, which is great. Mm. Uh, I, I can yeah. never, I can never reason with anything about him now, and that's that's for me is good. Uh, I, I'm not in two minds about him. A bit like Keith Barron, really. Um, now, um, the lady, Do... she she says, "Have you got trouble with your water?" Um, there are these sort of that you can take either way. We've noticed in this, like on Coronation Street and all stuff on the telly, and we don't know whether it's just us going a bit locked down crazy. <laughs> but but it seems that there are all these innuendos all the time where you wouldn't expect them. But I think it's our age, to be yeah. honest. It's like I'm spotting things. Somebody says something, and as you go, is that a euphemism? Um... Oh, is, is, it, yeah. is that happening to you two as well? Yeah, because I was listening Definitely. to um, I was looking at another Florida man story, and the guy it said he went into a shed and got out his bongos, and I was like, is that a is that a euphemism? It's... That's the only place he he finds he can take out his bongos freely. Yeah. And he, that's where he stores them. That's, that's... I, <laughs> where he can be himself. I uh, I worked with uh, with a woman whose dad had been in the Second World War, and he'd been shot in the door doing. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yes. You know, it's everything. And... Everything that's been said. Another embarrassing trip to A and E. This where she reveals the the brown trout. Ta-da! Okay, now then, so uh, he then basically says uh, the water has never troubled me, and I think that that's mm. an alcohol uh, an alcoholic's joke. Or... Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. He has a couple, a, a few quips now in this episode. In fairness to him, he has some likable lines are funny lines for a very uh, unlikable bastard you know he is, he, yeah he's well written he's, yeah. uh, but this is the point where I did for the first time right I don't think he's Irish <laughs> yes <laughs> I think I'd realised that beforehand when I looked him up but, yeah I don't I got a feeling that when I looked him up as kind of like you know this this guy was in it I was like oh he's, he's an Irish actor but this point yeah. here is like no 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 this isn't an Irish actor at all no, he's, yeah. from Ox- he's from Oxford, in fact, yeah. isn't he? God. Well, the wife is crying. Bear in yeah. mind, Mrs. Mangle is still in the, the doorway. Um, and, yeah, uh, she offers her services then. She comes clean that she hasn't come up inquiring about the water, but is actually you know, inquiring about all the, the shouting that's going on and then offers her services as a marriage guidance counsellor. Yes, and and says she was a Samaritan, but they it, they totally ignore her. Then it's like she's not even in the room. <laughs> and then he just tells her to get out. He shouts out, "Will you get out of here?" In his crap Irish accent. <laughs> and and then it gets horrible again with the yeah. wife crying. Yeah, because she's sat on the chair, and he goes over to the wall, and and, and basically is is nicked money out of her purse so that he yes. can go and yeah. get his. So instead of him just storming out, what he then does. He takes his, all these posters, uh, the framed pictures off the wall, and smashes them. Now, that's the point where we can we know a little bit more about the character, because we see mm. his name is Fergus Locke. Uh, he's an actor, and what it looks like is he's a failed actor. because And then they start referencing the fact that, you know, that these uh, mm. mementos are from the, uh, years gone by. They're not you anymore. 
Um, yeah, he's having a bit of an existential crisis, sir. Good use of yeah. that word, yeah. <laughs> I wrote here and then. We, we, see, uh, we see a little snapshot of, of uh, his partner in crime who we're yet to meet on the, on the poster. That's Time right, Time for yeah. Love is the play poster. I haven't heard of that one now. Like an Abbott and Costello style. It does look yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. Who, who do you prefer, Abbott and Costello or Morecambe and Wise? Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, definitely Morecambe and Wise, yeah. My first wife was an Abbott and Costello woman. Oh, I understand why uh, she's your first wife now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was never going to work. You should make that the first question when you're talking to somebody, shouldn't you? <laughs> we could do that with a load of people, couldn't you? Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and decor, cannon and ball. We ought to have T-shirts printed, Abbott and Costello or Morecambe and Wise. <laughs> and then that, if... Get people to point at them, and you know whether they're worth talking to. Yeah, they're not allowed to speak. They've just got to point. Yeah, it's like speed go, dating. Go, get out. Go towards the poster, you like. Well, talking about the partner in crime, that, that ends the scene, really, there, where he's just, yeah. you know, pissed off, smashing his pictures up. Um, we now go to the guy whose name is Richard Miller, or Dickie, as he's uh, referred to, and he's reading Variety... In his un uh, kind of his patio that is still under construction at yeah. his little flat, um, it's uh, it's an obvious interior shot, isn't it? He's uh, yeah. sort of pretending <laughs> pretending to be outside, but it's obvious sort of studio shot. Yeah, which yeah, is it, a, it actually looked like a, a, it, I I thought I recognised that from a previous episode that particular little set, which oh, no doubt it. it was used. I, I'm not sure which one, but it just maybe they all looked the same after a while. Yeah, yeah. well, it's whenever you see a patio. On uh, Totu, you sort of think who's going to end up under there, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and and the, there was one where a, a guy killed his wife. Well, actually, about, about 14 It was in the cellar, moment. was it not? There's a cellar one, but there's oh, also one. And orchids. Given, Death orchids, by orchids. That's right, yeah. And I wonder yeah. if that's where. Anyway, quite possibly, yeah. Quite possibly. But, but that was my initial thought. Somebody's mm. going in there. Well, uh, you're right. There's. Um... It's a studio, and it for me, it had that B&Q fake, look at what you can do with our materials set up. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got a bit yeah. of a kitchen set up and priced out. So it had that to it. But, uh, no, so he's right. And, and this was a nice rest from writing, actually, because following this, there's, there's plenty of times where you didn't need to write. You could just watch, uh, which I, I sort of welcomed. Um, well, she, this woman comes in in the background as he sat there into the flat. So... He's out in the on the patio. She's inside. He's reading and he's not working. She comes in and she she's on about something, and he just says he wants a bit of peace. But she then realizes that he's not been working. He's not been doing yeah. the patio. It's kind of a, on the surface. It looks like you know a similar situation with a nagging wife, but it, it, she seems to wear the trousers in this relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, you know, she's, she's not under any she's obvious threat. <laughs> She definitely Abbott and Costello, yeah. <laughs> hey, I tell you who she reminded me of. Well, they, these two reminded me of. Do you remember the one where they're uh, listening to the, uh, the 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 card game? Oh, card game. Yeah. yeah. Elaine my Stitch, lady love my dog. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it reminded me of that them them two. That she was boss. He were a bit impecked, yeah. but he he's you know he were in on her. He were on her side, but he just didn't want to be really. Actually, just while I think of it. I took down the, the director of this one is Herbert Wise, um, whose name has come up before, uh, 
And the reason I recognized his name was he directed the last one that I did, which is Pattern of Guilt. But looking at oh. his episodes, he's a bit of a Scorsese of, of Totu because uh, he's done nine episodes and some of them are really memorable ones. He did Landlady, Royal Jelly, Skin, Hijack, oh, wow. oh, shit. Genesis and Catastrophe, your favorite, Chris, <laughs> um, and Pattern of Guilt. He's done, low, he's done nine of them, so in fairness Holy to him, Holy you're right. Yeah. Those are, when you, as soon as you say those titles, it's like, yeah. I know exactly what that was so, absolutely yeah have, have we got any of his coming up or has he has he done them all now uh i think you've done most of his but man with a fortune he did which is i know is one that you haven't done yet which is another kind oh. of creepy one right. um but i think you've done all the rest of his yeah right. uh, oh let's have a party for herbert wise i nearly said herbert longman yeah. died in 2015 age 90 oh bless him Everyone in this episode is dead apart from the person. <laughs> I, sorry, two people. I, for Benjamin Whitrow is dead. Richard is dead. This woman, uh, his wife, Melissa. Do you know when she died? No. Straight after filming. No. In, no, in, in the no. episode. <laughs> she died on the 8th of June this year. Oh, She shit. only died a few weeks ago. She was 91. Right. <laughs> what oh about... God. Oh, even even Fanny Rowe's dead. Eh? Fanny Rowe is dead. Ironically, Audrey <laughs> is still alive. The the poor woman who uh, we're going to learn about her demise shortly. Fergus's wife. She's still alive, so she's had the last laugh here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I guess we're coming up to that moment, aren't we? So, uh, right. Uh, is yeah. So she's complaining about him not doing anything. At which point we go yeah. into some sort of dialogue. About him, he once was an actor, a popular actor, I guess. He doesn't do much now, but he's clinging on to the vain hope that he might be doing something because of this, you know. Yeah, and then that's the variety very magazine. Half-art. He's he's going on about how he'd done Toronto once. Yeah, that's yeah. That <laughs> and I don't really know what she's complaining about, to be honest. It seems like they're okay, they're set up. It's just it. Yeah, just, it's, it's very. Uh, it's very tells the unexpected dialogue for kind of well-to-do people you know she's complaining <laughs> that she's going to be walking around rome and wool boiling in wool. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. Boil wool rome. who could face it <laughs> oh, right on this point i was watching with with l yesterday a actually it's sort of not not exactly on this point but i was watching four in a bed do you watch that where mm. people stay mm, yeah. yeah and uh, this woman she'd been served scrambled egg and it was it was lukewarm <laughs> And she said, it's the worst experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> of every experience? Yeah. And that she marked, must be amazing. She marked him a five on the basis that he'd, <laughs> he'd, ruined, he'd ruined her life. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't think I've ever had scrambled egg that was over lukewarm heat. It's impossible. <laughs> But there, there it stays is this... warm. It stays boiling hot for about two seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is this line here that about boiled wool in Rome. I yeah. didn't quite get what that was. Well, uh, he she's... forgot. Yeah, he forgot her dry cleaning, which was obviously lighter clothes. <sighs> That's right. Yes. So, so, so she was going to have to bring on her. Yeah, she was going to have to walk around Rome in woolly jumpers until she went to the shop. <laughs> and are they insinuating that his? 
in his past, he's obviously built up a bit of a pension uh, that he's the one who's subsidising her first class trips to places. Is that I what think it comes up in con- no. I think it comes up in conversation later in the pub that she's the one that's yeah. that's made the money. She's oh, in the rag right. trade, and he's been yeah. kind of hanging onto her coattails all along as this failed actor. You know. Right, fair enough then. Okay. I think he's just he's just annoyed that she's blowing it on all yeah. uh, that stuff uh, rather than it being him. his. Yeah. yeah, blowing it all on wool. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt but, expensive wool. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Fergus, and he's <laughs> yeah. arranging a trip to Dublin. He Off- is. He's, yeah. he's kind of shaking. He's got the phone receiver shaking in his hand, and that's good, isn't it? That bit of acting yeah. is good, isn't it? Yeah, proper. Uh... So you know something has happened, um, and yeah, he says he says on the phone, "What time is the night boat to Dublin?" And then he has to repeat himself. Yes, I said Dublin. So I'm wondering, did the person on the other end think he said night boat to Cairo? <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a bit more exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, but uh, yeah, I did notice that nice shaky hand. But it yeah. was, yeah. it was almost. Have you seen me shaky hand, everyone? <laughs> what? Like a Gareth Hunt in the Mess Cafe adverts. Why is he wanting the night boat? Because he's like... <laughs> yeah, let's get me out of the country <laughs> quick as possible. <laughs> oh, I'll just well, hang yeah. about a bit and then go at night. Well, that <laughs> comes up, but yeah, I noticed that throughout this episode, that neither of these guys are in a huge hurry until the very fucking end, you know. But yeah, he's he's asked for a night boat, he's going to relax and walk around the West End for the day and then catch the night boat. Maybe he's <laughs> trying to go and see uh, Hamilton before he... Uh, Maybe goes, he's... Uh, Shopping for wool or something. <laughs> <laughs> now then, the ne- the next bit here, uh, the woman is asleep in a yeah. chair and she's got a newspaper on her lap. Now this, I didn't even count the amount of seconds, but this um, long, yeah, drawn, forever, isn't it? It's really this is quite Herbert nice. Wise's uh, attempt at Hitchcock, I think. <laughs> you know, and it, this is a memorable scene for me. I, I mean, yes, I, there's no way I've seen this episode in the eighties. But I definitely remember seeing it in the 90s, and this was the bit that I always remembered. You this know? this was the you know? only bit I remembered, mm. but it was at this point when I was like, oh, God, that's how it, that's where it's lodged from. Yeah. And in fact, it was the, the lampshade as well, the, the image of it. So, so what the scene is, is we close in very, very slowly on the newspaper. So I'm mm. looking around all the newspaper to see what we're meant to be looking at. And one of the newspapers on the side said, there's pickets in... Something yeah. other. I can't remember whereabouts, but uh, that's an old Pan- word. Panic on the street of Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> and then drip, drip, drip of some yeah. raining from the ceiling. It's, it's obviously blood. Um, then another equally as long shot that, that goes up, sees the lampshade, <laughs> and then there's blood kind of streaming down the side of it. Which, I'm thinking yeah. these, these long pans are the equivalent where they used to put walking in. When we, when we first started, yeah, yeah. We, we noticed that there'd be a lot, lot of periods of just walking yeah. places, didn't they? It just yeah. bought a bit of time and it filled up. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a meeting a word count. It's the yeah. equivalent. We, we're um, nearly at break, lads. Just put a bit more of that in. It'll be all right. <laughs> we are actually really near the break. Uh, so that lampshade, as you say, the, the, uh, I can only yeah, imagine... It's so there's so much blood dripping yeah. off it. I for a second I thought that was just the design of the lampshade, and then I realised no, that, that's actually blood. So it took a long time for it to sink in for me what was going on here. <laughs> totally agree because this insinuates that above that light is a hole that is linked to 
a, a an artery that allows the blood to flow directly into it. There is no way. I mean, her, Wise knows but what he's talking gonna about. It's going to play havoc with the electrics, isn't it? I wouldn't intend <laughs> to be the, the spark that has to turn up there and fix that. Well, the insinuation is that the wife upstairs is dead. And yeah. that is the reason why uh, your man has been looking to get out of the country. As yeah. far as Dublin. Absolutely. Later, and then later on. And then who if knows? he disappears into the, the Dublin underground, that's it. He'll never be found. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the break, by the way. Because that's... Ah. Yeah. But it's it's odd, because the, there's more time than in the, in the second part. But that's the break. Uh, now then, we pull up outside a theatre to join part two. This is great. This uh, the a BMW. It's Dicky, Richard mm-hmm. Meller. He pulls up outside, and the uh, and the theatre uh, kind of advert next to it says, uh, I guess for, you know uh, what a sign says, yeah. brilliant musical. And then as he kind of turns around, there's another sign that says, um, and it's seriously erotic. Yeah, seriously erotic. None of your messing. <laughs> Just, I want to see the one further down the road that says moderately erotic. <laughs> Not really erotic. <laughs> so it's like, like the scale, things you so get in, uh, now in the warnings for films and stuff. Our favourite is Mild Peril. We, we like. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like, this film may contain one or two swear words like fuck or cunt. <laughs> Injury detail, that's another another one that they that they put on. Simon Bates used to do that bit at the beginning of the uh the, it was yeah. pre sort of like you wouldn't nick stomach from a granny, would you? Then why would you download a video? Um, yeah. now what we've got here is uh he as he's pulling up outside this place and he's locking the car door mm. and he bumped, a man bumps into the car, walks past him. He's like, uh, oh, which one says hello first? Who recognises who first? Do you remember? I yeah, I think Dickie recognises him first and calls him Gus. Ah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah. He bumps into him and he says, Gus. And now this is the link between the two people. They clearly have the history. And then... Um, I can't read my handwriting here, but they recommend. Have you, have you, have you got? Are you in a rush? Or Gus, do you want to Gus have a drink? He's off, he's off to Paris, doesn't he? And there's a bit of sort of. Well, he claims he is. Yeah, he 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 kind of has a strange look on his face, and obviously we know later why. But I'm wondering at that, at this moment why is he there? What you know, knowing later what we know about him, why is he gone there? What is this all about? Yeah, you could only assume he was going to this pub anyway, but the mm. I because it's just next to them. But the idea that they're going to this particular pub felt like it was a whim. Yeah, so it just doesn't absolutely, seem quite yeah. right. Yeah, you you wouldn't sort of leave what, what presumably is a scene of quite some unpleasant... Uh, oh, gore, gore, that's another thing that they tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> but let, yeah. There must be a scene of gore and probably injury detail up there. You'd want, <laughs> you want, want to get some distance between, between yourself and that. He's left his wife in, in some mild peril. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they walk on, the, they agree. Yeah, okay, I've got yeah. time for a quick uh, drink. They go to the pub and they're on the way to the pub. They're sort of saying, oh, I, I, what are you up to? He goes, oh, I've been in, you know, I, Claudius or uh, I've been in Romeo and Juliet. I forget what he says, but uh, he yeah. goes, oh, I didn't see any of your, I didn't see your name on them posters. He goes, yeah, I was uh, 
understudy, so you wouldn't have done. Yeah. So I yeah. actually think the pair of them, and it comes up as well with with Fergus. I I think the the two of them are pretty honest about their current status. You know, they don't they don't blag each other about oh I've been in this, I've been in that. You know, it's like Whitnell and I rather busy uncle tv and stuff you know he's not doing that they're both kind of honest about it you know that's a great point actually they initially i guess just for pride come out with some bullshit but then very quickly it's like yeah nothing's happening not really yeah so right now then lots of chat here uh in the sorry in in the pub some weird stuff goes on right we'll come to the topic of conversation in a second but Whilst they're at the bar, the the barmaid coughs. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> that was what, uh, well, Kathleen's it... clearly feeling a little bit under the weather. You know. <laughs> <laughs> let me quickly t- let me quickly talk about Kathleen here, lads. She is genuinely Irish because oh. I looked her up. She's called Angela Harding, and she's been in pretty much every Irish production known to man. Uh, Fair City, Rossnaroon, which is an Irish language soap opera here so she's definitely irish she's your stereotypical uh irish actress you know if you've been in one you've been in them all kind of thing which is i suppose is the same in england when you look at it with a lot of uh, english actors but yeah she's definitely um she's not an imposter like fergus so so there's a couple of things here she could be coughing because she's heard fergus speak yeah <laughs> that's, that's not a, uh, oh and the other thing was as well uh, i think i know the 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 relationship of an English actor, you've made it as C-list, B-list if you've been in the big three, The Bill, Doctors, and one of the soap operas. Yeah. Um, that's the big thing. Or maybe even a bonus point for El Dorado. Oh, God. Yeah. Absolutely. That has to be 10 <laughs> points, surely. Okay. Right. So here's here's a bit that I, I must have just switched off a bit because I didn't quite get all of the stories that they were tell him um there's a couple of bits i can jump jump in with but did you kind of follow the chronology yeah there's some weird dialogue as you say um and there is quite a lot of dialogue i mean it's, it is essentially just two blokes sitting in a in a pub but they the bit at the bar um they're kind of just catching up but then uh richard asks kathleen the the bar girl is that real time or pub time yeah so i wrote this down what's the difference yeah. does that make sense well, I presume oh. it's just real uh, pub time is where they want they want to get rid of you after you've paid for your drinks, so they you know put the clock forward for five oh, minutes or whatever, so they can call time early, you know, this kind and of get crap. you out, finish the shift early, right? Okay, oh, I, I didn't think it was uh, kind of Twin Peaks, Black Lodge type <laughs> stuff. <but> I, was... <laughs> I discovered recently your speedo's set wrong on your car, isn't it? It's set uh, four miles uh, faster than you're actually travelling. Oh, really? Oh. Is that to uh, help with not speeding? Uh, it must be. It must be, yeah. Because it didn't work for me that time, did it? <laughs> Jimmy Savile me. didn't mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mention a lot of things, but he didn't mention that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, double dip, safe trip, or whatever he came up with. <laughs> double dip? <laughs> Something like that, wasn't it? Something like that. This is the bit where it now makes sense. I thought they were drinking a glass of wine and he's saying, oh, I need, I need to put water in your wine. Do you want yeah. water? And it wasn't. It was, it was, it was for whiskey, whiskey clear. Yeah, it, that makes sense. I'm not very, drinking. Uh, very old-fashioned kind of little water jug, which yeah. I don't know how common they 
would be in English pubs, but I know going back, they would be pretty common in Irish pubs, but they're gone now, you know, it's there's not so, obviously as many whiskey drinkers per se. Yeah, and I think this is the bit where you just go, right, when we talk about like O'Neill's and what are the franchise shenanigans? I don't know if that's one. Mm. That's probably not one. Um, but those Irish themed pubs aren't really Irish pubs, are they? We're talking about, you know, yeah. a, a proper Irish pub and you do get those all over the place. Um, yeah. But this looks like one of those that not, it doesn't just come with a name Flanagan's. It comes yeah, with the, we don't actually the learn the name of this pub, which no. I'm slightly disappointed about. Uh, we do learn the name of the landlord. All right. Which is shock horror. Mr. Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> where did his name come up or is it just on the, above uh, the... Kathleen shouts it towards the end <laughs> when it all kicks off oh yes of course yeah 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 there's some marvellous Irish dialogue coming <laughs> up in this so, so uh, it's at this point where we find out isn't it, that uh, Dickie says that Melissa's gone to Rome and that she's not going to return because she's got a toy boy or something up there yeah yeah, yeah which so was weird kinda... it felt like it was out of the blue a bit like a minute yeah. ago they were just having a like a, a bit of a chilled argument and then now mm. that she's left him and stuff and I'm thinking under the patio maybe well, that yeah, we well, definitely that start is... to see hints, all right, yes. that something yeah. what didn't happen or something did happen there as well. The fact that he is asking about the time as well, you know, you're still kind of confused as to what he's up to. But obviously, but it, but... the focus is more on Fergus because we know he has killed his wife. Exactly. Herbert Wise has gone to magnificent lengths to the diversionary tactic of stopping to understand what's going on with Dickie and mm. p- concentrate purely on Fergus. It's the sleight of hand. It's like that magic trick <clears throat> I showed you earlier. I said 15, yeah. it was 16, and you weren't expecting that. Um, <laughs> we're close, though. 16 we, was definitely closer, wasn't it? It was close. We also find out at this point that uh, Gus used to go out with Melissa and that uh, Dickie took her off him. Yeah, That's right. They have a history in that respect as well. And Fergus and, is so upset about this that he loses his Irish accent when he <laughs> talks about Yeah, the, this is where it happens more and more. It goes into it's like yeah. it could be a whole sentence, a couple of words, but it's it's just not there. Um, he he says some things to him that sort of feel really uncomfortable, doesn't he? Is that like most beautiful woman I've ever seen dressed or Yeah, undressed. he compares her to Marilyn Monroe, which yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't see that likeness <laughs> myself, but. Uh, no, that's own. right, yeah. <laughs> uh, all the way through this, by the way, you've got um, Kathleen listening into their conversation. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of smirks at Richard. It's like they're flirting a little bit. Um, yeah, she laughs. She seems to find his shite funny, which is <laughs> 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 that his little quotes about Rudyard Kipling. And um, yeah, there's one quote. I can't remember if it's Fergus or Richard that does the Rudyard Kipling quote. A woman is only a woman, but a good cigar is a smoke. Like, yeah. What the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, does it, that, really? I mean, we, we've been noticing the similar thing in uh, Forward to Bed, which uh, I'm not actually promoting, but uh, we're, we're... It's a new like... sponsor. <laughs> At one point, uh, one of the fellas says, the gloves are out. And we thought, like... <laughs> That's wrong, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, the gloves are off. The gloves are on, maybe. Yeah, but not out. But they're not out. He, says he, he, he took that on his. He took it on his shoulders. 
and uh, he's, he's not the sharpest knife in the toolbox. <laughs> they are brilliant, almost as if deliberately used. We we started making our own up, so we were thinking like you could do like shooting shooting birds in a barrel. Or killing two fish with one stone. That's quite a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. These are good. You see, I have heard sort of misquotes, but I, I am guilty of my own. Uh, the I realised, it might have been yesterday, the, the day before, I've been saying off the back. Straight off the back. It's off the bat. I sort of just, of course it just is. Slur- it's like a picketing term, isn't it? I don't know, I slur that bit because I'm never sure which it is. But that's, oh, <laughs> well, that's what I've been doing in the past. It's like being on uh, your tender hooks, isn't it? <laughs> the tender tenters, yeah. Um, yeah, and then and in this bit here, there is an also, which I really like this. I might actually quote this. The, the Maureen Klopp story. Maureen oh, stroke yeah. Diana Klopp story. I really like that. I think that's funny. Mm. But then we again... Laugh. We'll have I to guess... credit Noel Coward for that at this point because I did I did promise the uh, listeners that uh, he would reappear, and th- <laughs> this is it. And here he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is um, uh, if it is a, an actual Noel Coward quote, I'll I'll be pleased anyway. But if not, I'm I'd, I think I still use it. I really like mm. it. The other one that Richard says uh, the joke he gives is that where two women are talking and one says, "Do you like Kipling?" and the other says, "I don't know. I haven't done it yet." Yeah. I quite Kathleen, like that. Kathleen, yeah, Kathleen <laughs> found that funny as well. She, she scoffed um, at that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's. I think that's... that um, they're sitting at a table. They're not even at the bar, and she's still here wigging. <laughs> she's leaning over the bar. <laughs> But not even just like off to one side. She's looking at them while she's listening. She's yeah. Like... <laughs> well, there's not much else going on in the pub. Fair well, enough. To but, be uh... fair. Yeah, that's right. So they're talking about what was Melissa up to. What did she went in? For... Oh, is it? Uh, is it? Is it? Uh, is it a daughter? Melissa. No, yeah, well, Richard about... says, yeah, they have a daughter and a son that he That's doesn't it. see anymore. One's in America or something. He calls them the boy and the girl. Yeah. Give them names. Yeah. <laughs> so don't we also learn that Gus is doing some modelling at this point? Which... He says... Yeah. <laughs> it's right. a, bit of a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Clothes for the, clothes for the older man, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he says uh, his the girl, she started, like, designing caftans I guess he says she went in for all that e- ethnic stuff and it just sounds yeah. like was, uh, that the girl, was that the girl or was that Melissa he said did that? he could have been oh yeah because then he that. says yeah you're right he then says so people are walking around with Melissa on the bums yeah, yeah. that's what he says <laughs> Which I don't he... remember that that style uh, in the early 80s <laughs> I have to say <laughs> and then Richard asks Fergus, about do you remember the short legged, freckled, <laughs> dumpy girl who smelled like a tart's handbag? Um, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember her? And uh, he goes, Yeah, that was uh, that that's was my wife woman I married. <laughs> yeah, that's def- that joke has come up so you know in other shows or movies so many times and, yeah. and in real life, I think. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I don't uh, think oh. Herbert Wise taught this one up or whoever wrote the the episode, but yeah. Right, little story about that. I uh, was um, 
I was uh, when I was working last working, there was a solicitor's firm <coughs> in the same building as me, and I was in the coffee shop and I was talking to a solicitor, and uh, I was we was I was saying to him, talking about the law exams and saying, you know, they uh, they used to be really difficult when I did them that they were really hard. You had to pass them all at once. Uh, you couldn't if you failed one, you failed them all. Uh, and I said, you know, it was a better way though of sorting out the wheat from the chaff, whereas now anybody can be a solicitor. And he said, well, my daughter's just passed, actually. <laughs> so what did you do next? Did you do that I... face you're doing now? <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. I tried to backpedal as best I could, but there was there's no coming so, back from that, is there? Sort of gulped you, and went, you yeah. Tell him a, you told him an old coward story. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was really embarrassing. That <laughs> I like particularly about this because it's not nice to obviously name call the, the person who you're married to, right? Okay, but I like how many derogatory terms have been used here. She's short-legged, freckled, dumpy, smelt like the inside of a tart's handbag, and that is a that is a Sean Connery quote from I think Diamonds of a Trevor. And yes, he says, yeah, one of, yeah. he's talking to the rat in the tube and he says, one of us smells like a tart's handbag. It, it smells him. And he goes, oh, sorry, it's me, my friend. I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> so that was used well because the rat got away with it. And actually, of all mm. the things that smell like a tart's handbag, it's probably a rat. So uh, he's got, the rat's got away with it. Anyway. Uh, and I, I put here, I bet, he wishes, <laughs> I bet he wishes he'd never taken Fergus to the pub now. <laughs> but when you learn about what happens later, there I you would sort of be questioning that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> what Little is bit, the motivation yeah, for, both for of them. this? Both of them, yeah. Yeah. What else is happening? She, yeah, she's talking about. Well, the... Fergus, Fergus found that hilarious. The fact that, uh, <laughs> that Richard thought that about his wife, or initially he does. He does that kind of creepy thing where he laughs hysterically and then gets really <laughs> he serious does, and loses he... the uh, Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> and starts going on again about Melissa, how he stole them and how he should bit, hate Richard's guts and whatnot. Is, is, it, it, yeah, is yeah. it a bit Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci? Yeah. 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 It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Am I some I, sort of clown to you? Yeah. Because he goes, I, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a really weird laugh. <laughs> well, anyway, the, the Ka- Kathleen there, the bar lady, she just goes... Um, I might as well just put the radio on, see if there's any news. Yeah, I think she's kind of trying to break the tension between the two, is she? Even though it's nothing to fucking do with her, because she shouldn't be listening. But yeah, she yeah, throws the radio a, on. Just add to the tension now, because what happens then is, you hear you hear more about something that's happening on the M1, on the radio. Yeah. This is a bit weird, because of, because of what she did, I stopped listening to them for definite. Right, mm. and then I only listened to what I was trying to hear on the radio. At which point, on the radio, there is a report of body of Audrey. Uh, what's the, the foot lock? Audrey lock. Audrey lock. Yeah, she's been found. Now, this is the bit where I swear I heard the announcer say she's been in the flat for a few days, dead. Mm. But I don't don't know if I misheard that. Uh, well, the fact that they name her, I mean. They didn't just odd, discover her in the last hour. Do you know what I mean? That's that's pretty quick work to to name yeah. somebody over the radio like that. And then uh, obviously he must have left enough evidence for them to say there's a manhunt on, like immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. The realization that Mr. Fergus Locke is in the pub 
somebody shouts out, Mother of God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that could only be Mr. Murphy, you'd think, because there's nobody else sort of on... No, I, I think... Yeah, I think it was Kathleen. I don't think we've seen oh. Mr. Murphy, but is he shouted for a lot, whatever the hell he's up to upstairs, sorting out the barrels and whatnot. <laughs> he's putting more water in the jugs. Yeah. Gets, your man, uh, Fergus, gets out a gun, and then... Um, and it's, yeah, uh, and he says, he says your favorite, a favorite gun. Your favourite quote he got the, Yeah, well, he says about the gun first that he got the gun when you stole Melissa. So he's had this gun for 25 years and he hasn't done anything with it up until now. Here we go. But yeah, he then, whatever Kathleen's up to, he shouts at her, Stay where you are, Kathleen. I wouldn't want to shoot a girl from Galway. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, is a, is a clerical error. In, in any fucking uh, county in Ireland. Um, now, it'd, that, good, it'd, it'd make good a good country a song, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd make a good a follow-up to Galway Girl. Yeah. Oh, there is that kind of. I guess it's a website that has a lot, but it does. It's not unique to the website, but a lot of country songs that are just ridiculously named. Like there's um, you're you're the reason our kids are so ugly. That's one of I've got tears in my ears because I'm lying in my back crying over you. That is another one. They're good ones. Have a look. Now, there's a shot here where we, not everybody's meant to see this, but the viewer is party to this, uh, where Fergus kind of reaches over onto the table and picks up some car keys. So yeah. can be, is it, they're behind him a bit, aren't they? He's yeah. sort of obscuring... Uh, the others as to what he's doing there. He's, he's what, behind his back. Why is but he doing that? Position? Because he's, yes. he's brandishing a gun. He's clearly in control here. He could take whatever the fuck. He could take that water jug if he wanted. You know, it's like, he, he doesn't have to use a sleight of hand to, to rob the car keys. Uh, and that's exactly right, okay, because in the minute, they all find out that he's stolen the car keys. None of yeah. this bit was necessary. Uh, it might actually, actually, no, sorry, saying that, there might have been a point of this where Dickie still thinks he's okay because at least I've got my car. So yeah. I, actually, he looks he looks pretty fair. relaxed even after the gun has, has come yeah. out and, his, yeah. and Fergus leaves. He still thinks, well, I may as well stay here for another while and <laughs> listen to the radio, have, have another glass. <laughs> so... Um, then he runs. And that's he, the last. Now, that's the last we see of Richard. It is. Yeah. 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 He, he runs outside, doesn't he, and sees that his car's actually gone. And I think that yeah. that's that's the last. Yeah. The last sight. Yeah. Of quite a good. Quite a good last scene. All right for him. In fairness. Totally. Yeah. That's it. That he bows out very well. And then uh, now it's all about Fergus. So he's on the run, but he's on in a car. So he's in a car. Um, but he's obviously wanted. So he's uh, he's a bit frustrated because he's met rush hour traffic. Uh, in the villages uh, surrounding London, <laughs> I guess, um, on his way to Which part Dublin. is he heading for? Which <laughs> what boat? I mean, it's fucking Hollyhead he's going for, isn't it? That's... I don't know, but <laughs> this is the thing: is is he? Is he? I mean, what is the nearest one? He's going to Southampton. Like... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm only going by you know what way I would get a boat to England, which would be <laughs> to Hollyhead. But yeah, maybe he's heading to Southampton. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the eighties waterways were different, but um, mm. so he's screaming out, "Come on! I'll never make it." Uh, the night boat. <laughs> I'll never make the night boat. 
<laughs> it is a bit much, isn't it? Like, had he not been found out on the radio, he'd have been in that pub still. Yeah. Losing. yeah. This this <laughs> rage to get through the villages of surrounding London is that uh, would never have been an. Like this would have or, this would have been more so. Yeah. Yeah, right. he could have been, as you say, he could have been just sitting there in the pub and, and coppers walked in and nabbed him. So, <laughs> anyway. Kathleen's done him a bit of a favour. <laughs> but it must be a bank holiday because it's the busiest roads um, ever. <laughs> and um, as you say, he's kind of pulling out, weaving in and out of traffic. But honk, honk, bing, yeah, honk. he's actually he's actually driven straight into the Glastonbury Festival. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now then. He pulls over, and but hmm. immediately ahead of him is a police car. So yeah, <laughs> well, why did he yeah. stop? Why I did he stop? I rewound that. I, I, I asked Ellen, I said, "What's that about?" She said, I don't know. And yeah, I had to rewind it. But presumably it was clear the car. Road. Yeah, was the car? Yeah, it wasn't a roadblock. Um, there was no queue? indication that that copper would have known anything about him. No. Um, the, the he was obviously didn't... there. To be fair, the yeah. copper didn't even look like he was on the lookout. It just he just sat no. there having a chill yeah. out on the, the hard yeah. shoulder. He wasn't but even it... on a stakeout, that copper, because he didn't have a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, so they're parked up and he's like, oh, what do I do? Right, I've got to weigh up my options here. Uh, one of my options would have been, I don't know about yours, but one of my options would have been, um, actually, a couple, just carefully pull out, Drive past, hopefully nobody notices. Or two, mm. carefully take the car, do a UE, and come back on the, you know, cross the, the, the road away. The way you went, yeah. Or just wait. What he chooses mm. to do is ignore all of that advice, go down a road that isn't even built yet. Yeah. At, at speed, and the copper's like, I'm having him. What we've got to remember is the copper at that point isn't after him for any crime they're after mm. well sorry the murder they're after him because he's, he's speeding down, an he's speeding road. down a, a road that doesn't exist yet yeah it's basically a construction site just just the oddest behavior he's, he's drunk though maybe that's it <laughs> yeah yeah not enough water in his whiskey for sure <laughs> um okay so uh well anyway he's mowing down this pathway this this yeah. kind of construction i thought it was way. a pretty decent car chase for for about 20 seconds in fairness yeah. given yeah. you know I Her, herbert wise made the most of what he had here it was no french connection but you know <laughs> yeah bullet steve mcqueen this is the thing is they've obviously hired it, this uh this road that is probably the m4 at the moment or whatever yeah but as they're as they're building this the people who are actually building it are are working on it, right? So you've got workmen that are watching the the, the filming ha- happening, just yeah. like just on the edge of the build. <laughs> it's just really really quite nice to see. But then some get a starring role because they're they have to dive out of the way of the the oncoming yeah, cars. Yeah, were they did, were they real construction people? Do you think they were just there <laughs> on the day? Or they, anyone any good at stunts? <laughs> I, do you know what? You're probably right there. Um, I just thought that they were just, oh, could we use you a sec? No, you wouldn't know. <laughs> well, now the money was strange, running out. The strange thing that Gus is doing is he's sitting forward, hunched over the wheel of his car. Yeah. And presumably so he can see like six inches further than if he was sat back. 
Because that's the only difference it's going to make, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You're three inches closer to whatever you're driving at. It's not going to help. Yeah, it's almost it as if he's recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't care about the size of his head. <laughs> and all the time here is kind of like, come on, and all, you know, like this guy's getting nowhere. So it's it's going to end badly. And if you look at the time, uh, actually. I'm thinking the way that... What was that one that ends... Oh, Rob, what was... Is it... Uh, Death Can Add? Where right. they're shooting across the, the the central carriageway there. Yeah, that's right. Just the bomb yeah. goes off. Now, yeah, that has, home. That's the one, yeah. yeah so that, yeah. Has a, that has echoes of this now, where we've got another car chase on the motorway. Uh, anyway, so, right. Let's cut to the... Let's cut to the chase. Um, he... Wails out ah, like that, and then it's, about, it's um, almost a, a Wilhelm scream, isn't it? It's, it's a far yeah. off one. And then he drives towards the bit that's going to kill him. Instead of uh, <laughs> instead of just stopping or moving around it, he goes straight into the ramp. Um, just odd behaviour. I, I always think that if you're in a car chase, right? I, I've never been in one, so I, I could be completely wrong here. If you're in a car chase. Or even if you're out of control, you you just hit the brake. You you stop you stop driving, and you and you steer safely. But what you often see is people career through a a field, a farmer's field, break down a fence, a shed's gone, the cows are running everywhere, and just they're just just going. Oh, best not. I best just take my foot off the accelerator. Maybe that will slow things down a touch. Well, <laughs> I've never been in a car chase, but I've been in a crash and. Uh... I was going down a, a, a road that was icy and uh, I sort of swerved to avoid a hair. And the uh, when I came, tried to swerve, come back again, the car started rotating. So I was going, rotating, sliding down an icy road and there were ditches either side. And uh, I, I just got this like absolute calm. And I, I, I sat there and I thought, wow, this is probably going to kill me. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, so, totally detached. Yeah. And, was it uh, the fact that Bolero was playing in the background whilst you? <laughs> no, Michelle's had that. Michelle skidded. She and she was the same. It was like, I know that this is. I know I'm about to come to a stop. I just don't yeah. know how I'm going to come to that stop. Well, I, I came to a stop in a ditch, facing the other way. Uh, I was the right right way up though, but I had to come out the uh, sunroof. Uh, the doors oh really? Right. Yeah. Okay. So so this car does crash with uh, Fergus in it, um, and he, the immediately the police are kind of like, yeah yeah, fuckers crashed. Uh, so I'll I'll just probably put me out on first. No, no uh, kind of urgency to get to the yeah. scene at all. <laughs> um, well, I like this bit. For all we criticised yeah. everything about this, I really like this bit because. We see it before Fergus sees it that there's something odd about the 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 thing that's coming out of the boot at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you hadn't already guessed, uh, this is where uh, Melissa has met her demise, and she she's in the boot of the car. It's obviously Richard's mm. car, so he's he's killed. But Fergus is caught almost red-handed now. He's crashed the car. He's got nowhere to run. He's got blood dripping <clears> down his head. Yeah. And he and he see and then he sees her face too. Yeah, he slowly turns to her. Um, as you say, he's the last to kind of learn. But yeah, she looks quite disturbing. She's, you know, her eyes are open. She actually reminded me of uh, 
the women that were murdered in Frenzy, the Hitchcock movie Frenzy, um, that oh, were strangled. Yeah. They were quite quite uh, effective kind of scenes of women with their eyes open. Like yeah, because they nice. they have um, they die. Uh, they their death face is a shocked face. Yeah, and it's not nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he Fergus looks more upset about Melissa being dead than the fact that he's murdered his own wife. That's right. Which, you know, just adds to him his bastard status. But <laughs> yeah, and then the the clinical line. Oh, I didn't even write down what the policeman said, but it was that that hand on the shoulder. Your Nick sunshine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and that and that was that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's a good one. Yeah, definitely a good one. Um, it's a memorable one. The good twist. I'm actually yeah. wondering now: it, is there a possibility he'll get framed for Melissa's murder as well? I would. Have, I would have thought so. Yeah. 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 So, so Dickie's going to be free and clear, isn't he? This, this guy's going to get them both. Mm. Yeah, I imagine that Richard, realizing the situation, has thought, "I've got to put some stuff into practice here," and he's got a bit of time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. To, to to make all the necessary arrangements. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna mull over it in the pub over, <laughs> over a whiskey. So uh, and and we always like to do this this kind of like uh, this like the, the next five what happens the next five minutes. I think he could probably say I nicked a car, and it would go back into Richard's core. I, I think they they would probably both end up uh, in uh, people of what is it people of interest. That would be what mm. they would be. Uh, but yeah. that'd be a good court case to kind of follow up on, to be honest. Definitely, yeah. Um, okay, and and I, I'm the same, guys. I thought it's a great episode. Uh, for as much as we can criticise all the little bits, but actually a very good twist and the direction of making you constantly worry about Fergus and his, not worry, but concerned about his situation so you forget all about the other one. That's, yeah. That yeah. is classic yeah. twist. That's classic Walter twist. Hill for you. He's not Walter Hill, is he? What? What's he called? Our director. The director. He's not Walter Herbert, Hill. Herbert Long. Her- Herbert, Herbert Wise. W- Herbert Wise. Yeah. Her- the director. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Uh, so, all good? Good Good podcast, that one. Absolutely. I like that yeah. one. Um, so, what are, uh, what are we doing next week, you might ask? I, what, are we doing ne- <laughs> what are we doing next week? <laughs> What we're doing next week is the absence of Emily, uh, where a woman called Norma has inherited a large estate and allows Emily and her brother-in-law, Bob, to live there. Emily disappears. Norma believes Bob has killed her. And then it says, oh, yeah, a a detective and she investigate. Yeah, isn't that weirdly written? Yeah, a detective detective and and she she investigate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this has got um, Anthony Valentine in. Oh, who was uh, Raffles? He was Raffles as well. Yeah, but he's been in one before, has he not? Mm. He was in I'll Be Seeing You. Which one's that? All right. I'll Be Seeing You is the one where he gets the eye, his missus has got the eye transplant. That's right, up. yeah, yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I yeah, so that he one. was the yeah. guy. He was the woman who was. He was the man, not the woman. I'm looking at a picture of him, obviously as a old, much older man, and he looks a bit like Jimmy Greaves. He has That's a Jimmy Greavesness about him. Yeah. <laughs> Saint Jimmy Greaves. Um, cool. Okay, demo. Thank you so much for joining oh. us again. Are you? You are going to come back, right. aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, 
an absolute pleasure yeah loved it and yeah love to come back again of course rob um yeah uh thank you for that you you happy with everything are we good yeah good good one say good good uh totu i think i think a good podcast if nothing else we enjoyed it didn't we we did and we got to meet up with our irish friends damo with a with a with a a legitimate Irish accent, and that's always Absolutely, a pleasure. Yeah. After we've Not looked a at this garbled, garbled English nonsense. <laughs> okay, I will. Uh, I'm going to call it there. Um, we'll see you next time for the Tales of Unexpected, something about Audrey, and um, we'll, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, that was um, what was that? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. There's something I wanted to say. The bit where it says, um, "Some, what have you been up to lately?" It's yeah. kind of, that's the bit, wasn't it? It was like the, the chatting in the pub about what they've been up to lately. Murdering yeah. my wife. <laughs> and, and that we should have summed it up. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you very much, guys. I will see you next time. Okay, see you then. Hey, okay. bye-bye. The tales of the old